Welcome back in. We're just going two o'clock very shortly talking to Tony Johnson, uh, Sky Sport rugby commentator. Uh, does a wonderful job, as we all know. We are going to play Show Me The Money just after the 2.30 news, the chase after after Show Me The Money. We'll have a look back in the day. It's always a fun last half hour. It's always very informative, the first half hour, which we're kicking off now, talking to the great man TJ. Welcome in. Hello, Staffy. Uh, Super Rugby quarterfinals. I've had a text message that I've been saving um, as well, which I want to get to you uh, with as well. But first of all, the under-20s, the nursery of the the young Wallabies and the young New Zealanders, uh, they had a game at NZCIS, they had a game at Sky Stadium. It ended up one all. But from what I saw, TJ, Wallabies team looked pretty good. They did. They they look very good. Uh, they've got a number of players who've been playing uh, at a, at a high level. Uh, what was most impressive about them? Well, very direct in their back play, but they actually beat the New Zealand team up. And and I don't mean just beat them. They beat them up at scrum time. And they won the first game, Australia. They won it impressively. And the second game, it was very tight. New Zealand scored some good tries, and there's some real talent in that, uh, particularly in the back line. Yes, they've got Peter Luckey at number eight. We know what an explosive runner with the ball he is. Harry Godfrey, who every time I see him, he just impresses more as, as a playmaker of the future, playing at fullback. But I think he's a guy who's definitely got the ability to play uh, at, at number 10. It seems to be the way these days. Uh, with a lot of young players coming out of school. They don't know enough about controlling the game. They haven't been taught enough about controlling the game at school. So they start off at fullback uh, when they get to first-class rugby, and, and they go from there as they learn to read the game. And, and, and Godfrey looks like one of those players. Springer and Tangitao on the wings, uh, you know, proven talent there. Uh, but they're not going to win anything if they can't sort their scrum out. Um, there were Some of them went, they got a bit better as the game wore on, but there were times where they were just absolutely munched by the Australians. So I think uh, Clark Laidlaw, I think the, 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 the big takeaway from that is that he's got to get um, the right people on the job and, and, and sort that scrum out. If they can do that, then I think they've got the potential to do really well at the, uh, the under-20s. Uh, the World Championship, but if, if not, then um, it's hard to see them contending if they're going to get beaten at scrum time. When is that um, under-20s Worlds? Because uh, it's, yeah, in, that on me. it's in South Africa. I know where it is, yeah, but I'm no, not just not sure when. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a few weeks away yet, so they've got, they've got a bit of time. It's, I, I can uh, probably Google it while I'm talking. Um, <laughs> oh, well, let's see if I can uh, – what have I found here? Here we go, under-20 World Cup. Uh, da, 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 da. June. Oh no, no, it's actually it's uh, it's actually uh, starts twenty fourth of June, so we, we yeah, a couple of weeks couple away. Couple of weeks um, away. Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. I'm going to hit run through to the fourteenth of July. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, uh, keep a watching brief on that. South Africa always hard in those, and France are very well, good in those. And they come out of school looking in, you know, like full beast mode. Yeah. Uh, I can remember when they we, we had the tournament in New Zealand. Oh, it must have been going back a while now um, because Damien McKenzie, uh, that was when he really first started catching the eye. And this, the, Maro Otoji was playing for England. I think they won it, but the South African team was just enormous. And, you know, it, they have a very interesting diet at school. In, in, in South Africa, and I'll leave it at that. Yes, I know, and you know someone that went to school over there and said that um, yeah, the nutritionist was very different to what we understand as a nutritionist, but I will leave that there as well. Yeah. Um, 
I wanted to ask you, we've had a text in here. It just says, hey, Stavi, have you heard the Highlanders are losing a lot of players? Smith, Hunt, Gregory, Umanga, Jensen, Dixon, Banks, Paripari, Parkinson, uh, Marino, too, Karoi, Lynchies, Fatulipaya. How can they possibly compete next year? Why do they all want to leave? If half those names are true, TJ, that's a concern for the Highlanders. Yeah, no, I, look, I haven't heard that. No. And, and frankly, it's. It, I mean, it sounds terrible if it if it's even half true. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I I really I can't say anything about that. I think you know it was a disappointing year. Um, and look, to me, I would hope that they would all sit down and have a decent review of the season, figure out where they want to go, what they want to do, what they want to be, uh, before people start. You know, just saying, I'm I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere else. Um, but at, at, at that stage, mate, if it's at that stage, at this stage, it's it's just a rumor. I haven't I haven't yeah. heard it. Not to say that it I may not either. be happening, but but I, yeah, I, yeah. Tough I mean, old season for the yeah. Um, so two of these ones, actually, um, rumours are that we're going to hear also Vern Cotter's sign. Um, the Blues are quite happy and comfortable that they're, they're not going to be rushed into decisions. They want to get the playoffs out of the way, which I think is fair. Um, uh, well, yeah, Vern, Vern's in a bit of demand, though, because he's got a good reputation in France. Mm. I, I know that the Blues definitely have, have been looking at him. Um, I mean, they were... You know, looking at uh, Clark Laidlaw as well, and of course Dave Rennie, who was in a situation where, you know, there was a bit of an auction going on. The Blues wanted him; he was wanted in Japan as well. And and that's the thing: if it comes down to money in the end, um, then you're sometimes forced into a, a situation, or you find yourself in a situation where you're just being lo- used to the lever of a contract somewhere else, or uh, you know. So so yeah, I think if they if they want Vern Cotter, I think he'd be a really good fit, but uh, I think that one of the clubs in France are pretty keen on him as well. Mm. And one other thing before we get into the games, Leicester Whanganuku, um, it's been confirmed off to Toulon after the World Cup, 19-month contract. Um, he, he, he hasn't said he wants to come back, but he said the black jersey still holds an appeal. But the one quote I got that that he actually said, and I'll read it word for word, the real excitement for me, while there's good money, the real excitement is competing against some of the best international players in the world every week, and the majority of them are up there. And I went, wow. Um, I don't know if I've heard a rugby player saying the majority of the best players in the world are in the Northern Hemisphere, but when you consider South Africa play up there now, he might have a point. Oh, he might, yeah. Um you could probably put up that argument um, if if you include Japan uh, as part of the Northern Hemisphere. I, I think with uh, when you're going to Toulon, uh, you know, good luck to the guy. So I just remember some of the scathing comments that uh, the the owner of the club has made about players over the years. Julian Savia was one of them. Mm. Um, you go to Toulon, you're taking a risk. Yes, because. If you don't come up, not so much the coach, but the bloke who owns the club, if you have a, a bad run, you don't come up to expectations and he'll treat you like muck. And, and, and that's the risk that you take when you go to a club like Toulon. But as I say, good luck to him. I'm sure he'll be a hit up there if, if everything goes well for him. Right, Blues uh, host the Waratahs, who Waratahs can be awful or they can be good. They're going to have to be something better than they've been all season to trouble the Blues, you'd imagine. 
Well, they, they had a good run uh, in the middle of the competition. Didn't make a good, good start. And then uh, I think they won four or five games on the trot, and that got them into the playoff picture. But they come into this one uh, on the back of uh, two defeats um, and, and, you know, pretty unimpressive as well, uh, particularly if they just were flat as a pancake. Um, they, they got beaten by the Crusaders. You know, that's fair enough. But then flat as a pancake against Moana Pacifica, who came up with a really good performance, you know, right at the end of the season. Uh, they were missing a few. And look, they're, they're, you look at them on paper, there's, there's some talent in that side. The forward pack, you know, you've got Hannigan and Holloway, a very uh, mobile second row. Swinton, who, you know, he's a player who, he could be a really good player if, if, if he just, you know, the overload switch just gets flicked far too easily. Um, not long back off a, a, a six-week uh, banned for what the Australians themselves would call a dog act, a tackle in a game that was just designed to hurt someone. So, I mean, he's a player who can be very damaging, but sometimes in the wrong ways. And then you've got Michael Hooper uh, playing what will probably be his last ever game at Eden Park when you consider that uh, the uh, um, test matches are not being played at Eden Park this year. I think the Australian game is down, uh, down south, isn't it? Uh, Springboks at Mount Smart. So uh, Michael Hooper gets one more chance to win a game at Eden Park. All, all the um, likelihood is that he'll be, he'll be moving away at the end of the season. He's been a great player, uh, played some great rugby for the Waratahs. They've won a title while he's been there, but he's never, ever in any team won a game at Eden Park. So what more incentive could you get than that? Um, and look, the Blues weren't very impressive last week in, in what was not a very good game at all uh, at Eden Park, uh, the game against the Highlanders. They'll need to be a lot better. They've lost uh, Patrick Tuipulotu, so they've got a bit of a makeshift second row um, with uh, Tom Robinson moving into partner James Tucker. But I think if they can get some ball, they've certainly got the back line to win the game, the Blues, but they'll need to play a lot better than they did last week. Yeah, and I didn't think I'd be sitting here looking at Bryce Heem going, gosh, what an important uh, uh, cog in the Blues' back line is. He's been brilliant for them this year. Yeah, underrated player, Bryce mm. Heem, because um, there's a lot of proven, you know, star quality, um, name up and lights type players a- around him. But what he brings is just such a direct line of attack and such a, a strong, um, you know, a powerful sort of running style that he, he's giving them gain line every time he touches the ball. And uh, he was a notably absent last week, he had a bit of a, an injury problem, and they decided not to risk him. Uh, they, they get Bowden Barrett back for this one as well. That cut to, to his uh, heel when he did it, we thought, oh, yeah, he's cut his heel. You know, he'd be right in a week's time. Well, it turned out that um, a, a few millimetres in another direction, it could have been absolutely uh, catastrophic for him because he uh, it was very close to his Achilles tendon. So mm. they've taken their time getting him back, but back he is. And so it's a much stronger look to the back line this week. No Caleb Clark, but AJ Lamb. I mean, I, I don't think they miss a lot there. Caleb Clark's been very good chasing after kicks, particularly the Barrett kicks. But but Lamb, we, we know he's a terrific player. And Mark Talia, after being denied last week, uh, has a chance to break a couple of records uh, th- th- this week. So, look, I, I think I think the Blues are definitely going as favourites, and I think as long as they play reasonably well, they they should win it. But but I wouldn't take the Waratahs lightly. And I guess the Chiefs won't take the Reds lightly, given that they got beaten by them, uh, albeit it was in New Plymouth. Um, Josh Lord will be locking the scrum with Brody Retallick and a big game again for Sean Stevenson. 
Yeah, um, in, in some ways, uh, whilst beating uh, the Chiefs in New Plymouth was, was great for the Reds, and that was one of the results that got them into the playoff mix. Um, you know, there's, there's always the danger of a backlash, mm. and they're not going to catch anyone by surprise this weekend. Their form, though, in the last two or three weeks has, has fallen away a bit too, um, and, and that's the thing that both the Waratahs and the Reds are not bringing convincing form into the playoffs. Look, I, I, I still have, you know, much as well, all the respect you have for the Crusaders and their ability, uh, their second-to-none ability, peerless ability to win rugby at this time of the year. Uh, I, I still have the Chiefs as slight favourites to win Super Rugby, so that means they're not going to lose to the, the Reds this week. How close can the draw get to the Crusaders, TJ? Well, if the game was being played in uh, in Nandi or Lautoka or in Suva, they'd probably be able to get very close. And mm. that, that's the big challenge that they have. Um, that they've taken a huge step this year. They they have been a success story this year. They've, they've got great crowds in the games being played in Fiji. They play a terrific style of rugby, as we expect. And they've introduced some real class. I mean, Josep um, um, Masi, the centre, He's been as good as anything going this year. Uh, Ravovo in, in, the, in the middle of the park. You know, they're very dangerous. But we know what the Crusaders do. They, they look to control the game. Um, yes, they, they've been um, badly affected by injuries, particularly in their forward pack. But you know that they, they will have the ability um, to, to, to edge the set-piece battle at least, if, if not dominate it, and then uh, dictate, use that to dictate where on the field the game will be played. They just don't want to. They just want to be careful. They don't want to give them uh, any sort of turnover ball or loose ball or kick to the wrong players because you can get really burnt. But um, the Dua, their form away from home, nothing like their form at home. Um, and you know, again, it's hard to see an upset there. And then the one that's <clears throat> is the if there is a coin flip quarter final, it is the Brumbies hosting the Hurricanes who've come and come off the I think their best performance last week. Uh, Hurricanes go as the slightest of favourites to Canberra, which interests me. Um, the Brumbies far and away the best team in Australia, though. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and I think they're probably if if you're looking at a, a quarter final match, where are the places you, you'd least want to play? <laughs> Uh, I think top of the list would have to be Christchurch. Uh, at the moment, you probably wouldn't fancy Hamilton. You probably wouldn't fancy, uh, you know, Suva if if, if it mm. came to that. Mm. But 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 you know, the other place that that's almost up there with the Crusaders and 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 the Chiefs at the moment is is Canberra because the Brumbies do have such a good record there. Look, I, I this is a terrific match um, match up. This one. Um, you know, with a bit of luck, it could have even been the other way around, and the, the Hurricanes could have been at home. But uh, to me, they, they've got the sort of game that can maybe break up um, the, the, the way that the Brumbies like to, to control the match, the way they like to dominate. Um, but you know, we've, we've seen it so many times in the past. They're such a difficult team to beat if they're able to control. And, and it's like the Crusaders that they they love to control whereabouts the game is being played on the field. And, and so, it, you know, it's going to come down to the quality of set-piece ball uh, that, that the Hurricanes can get. Um, but you just know that with a guy like Adi Savia leading the charge, um, he just sets such a terrific example. Uh, I think Lomax is just becoming a bit of a, a colossus of the, the game, particularly at this level. I, I think he really has emerged as New Zealand's number one tight head prop for sure. 
and and you know made such rapid improvements in in, in that side of his game over the last few years. So look at that, they're not without a chance, but but this is just one of those games, just sit back and, and enjoy it. In fact, I'm really looking forward, I'm doing the game at Eden Park Friday. So just gonna, it's gonna be great on Saturday to sit down and watch uh, three games, bang, 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 you know, all knockout games, it, 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 it'll be fun. Yeah, it's an exciting time of the season. TJ, uh, looking forward to your Call Blues Waratahs. Enjoy the weekend like all of us will. Thanks heaps for joining us as you always do. Thanks, Jim. There he is, the great man, Tony Johnson. He'll be calling Blues Waratahs. So just a reminder, that's at 7 o'clock Friday night. TB odds, Blues nine Waratahs 6.50. The Chiefs, 4.30. Uh, 4.30, not $4.30. 4.30 p.m. Saturday, Chiefs eight. Reds 7. Drua, 8.50, down in Christchurch on a cold. Is it still wet? Mikey, Mikey told me the long-range forecast was wet in Christchurch for the Crusaders to host... The Fiji and Drua Crusaders dollar five, and the Brumbies two hundred five Hurricanes one seventy seven. I really don't know what's going to happen in that game. I'm probably going to have to think about it though, because um, show me the money's not far away. It's not now. It's not now. We'll take a break, and after that, we'll go pacing for purpose.